Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, The inevitable. What is the inevitable? And what will make you know what the inevitable is? Welcome to Before the Trumpet. I am Shu'aib and I am pleased to take you on a journey through the texts of the Qur'an and Sunnah, tracing the signs that lead to the final hour and events of the inevitable. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, Alhamdulillahir Rabbil Alameen, Wa Salatu Wa Salamu Ala Al Mabu'uthi Rahmatan Lil Alameen, Nabiyina Muhammadin Wa Ala Alihi Wa Sahbihi Wa Manihtada Bihadihi Wa Qutada Bisunnatihi Ila Yomiddin Wa Ba'd. Welcome back to the series on the signs of the Day of Judgment. We did begin the signs, the general signs, the trials and tribulations that will befall the Muslims and uh, others before the Day of Qiyamah. So we will continue with the ahadith in which the Prophet ﷺ tells us about more about these signs. The hadith of Imam Muslim rahimahullah narrated Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu. The Prophet ﷺ said that the hour will not come before the Euphrates uncovers a mountain of gold. We mentioned this hadith, a different hadith with the same uh, context in uh, the previous episode. Here the Prophet ﷺ said that the people will fight for this mountain of gold. And 99 out of every 100 people will die, but everyone amongst them will say that perhaps he will be the one who will survive and thus possess the gold. Though 99 of them will die, every one of those who died thought that they would be the ones who would have survived and ultimately made the possessors of the gold. Abu Hurairah uh, mentioned uh, another hadith in which the Prophet also spoke about the hour not coming until the final uh, until certain certain uh, events would come to pass. So the Prophet ﷺ said that two large groups would fight one another and there will be many casualties as a result of this fighting and they will both be following the same religious teaching. This war that will take place between these two groups, they will be of the same religious teaching. And then the Prophet ﷺ said that nearly 30 Dajjals will appear. Dajjals, Dajjalun, Kathabun, 30 false messiahs, or 30, sorry, liars, 30 great liars would appear. And each one of them would falsely claim to be Ma'adullah, the messenger of Allah. So knowledge will disappear and earthquakes will increase. And um time will pass quickly afflictions will appear and haraj will take uh, place it'll increase and when we know from the other hadith when the sahaba asked the prophet what he meant by that he meant killing killing will increase so wealth will also increase before the end of times so much so that a wealthy man will worry He'll have nobody to give his zakat to or anybody to accept his zakat from him. And when he does offer it to anybody, that person that he does offer it to will say that, I am sorry, I'm not in need of it. And people before the end of times will complete, they sorry, they will compete in constructing high buildings. These are signs, a lot of which, if not all of these, some of these at least, 
many of these have already become widespread and become common. And then we mentioned in, in a hadith earlier as well, that when a man passes by a grave, he will say that I wish I were in place of the one who is inside of the grave. And then Rasulullah concluded by saying that the sun will rise from the west and when it rises, the people, they will see it. They will believe, but like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Holy Quran, لَا يَنْفَعُ نَفْسًا إِيمَانُهَا لَمْ تَكُنْ آمَنَتْ مِنْ قَبْلُ أَوْ كَسَبَتْ فِي إِيمَانِهَا خَيْرًا In Surah Al-An'am, chapter 6, verse number 158, Allah said, No good will it do to a soul to believe in them then. Unfortunately, it'll be too late if it believed, if it didn't believe before, nor righteousness through its faith. So anybody who believed before the sun had risen from the West, their belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be taken into consideration. Anybody who tries to believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the last day, after the sun has already risen from the West, that will be too late. The Prophet told us, Allah will continue to accept our repentance and our turning back to him until the sun rises from the west. And then Rasulullah said, The hour will come suddenly when a man has milked his she-camel and taken away the milk, but he will not have time to drink it. He will have milked his camel, but he will not have time to drink the milk of the camel when all of a sudden the day of judgment will appear. And before a man repairing a tank for his livestock will be able to put water in it for his animals, the day of judgment will appear. And before a man who has raised a morsel of food to his mouth will be able to eat it, the day of judgment will appear. This hadith was mentioned by Imam Bukhari, rahimahullah. Hudayfat ibn al-Yaman radiyallahu anhu said that uh, of all the people, I know most about every tribulation. Every sign, in other words, or every fitna that is going to take place between now and the end of times. Of all the people, I have the most knowledge regarding these fitan. And he said, this is not because I had been told something regarding these trials, tribulations, and fitna by Rasulullah in confidence, which he didn't tell anybody else. Though, we know that the Prophet did indeed share many secrets with this particular companion, but he mentions here that this is not why I know more about the signs of the last hour than anybody else. It was because actually that I was present amongst a group of people to whom the Prophet ﷺ spoke about the tribulations, about the fitan. I was with them when the Prophet ﷺ spoke to them. As the Prophet ﷺ mentioned, three tribulations which would hardly spare anybody. And he said some which would be like storms in the summer, and some would be great, and some would be small. In this particular hadith, Hudayfur didn't mention exactly what the tribulations were that Rasulullah ﷺ was referring to. But he did mention what they would be like, like a storm in the summer, like some of them would be great and some of them would be small. And everyone who was present in that gathering in which Rasulullah mentioned these fitan, these tribulations to us, 
They have all passed away, and the only one that still remains is me. And we can find this hadith in the Sahih of Imam Muslim, rahimahullah. Also, in Imam Muslim, rahimahullah, Sahih is another hadith of the Prophet, Prophet ﷺ, in which Abu Hurairah said that the Prophet ﷺ said, If you live for a while, you will see people go out under the wrath of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they will come back under his curse and they will have in their hands whips like the tail of an of an ox this particular uh, description has been given by the prophet sallallahu in other ahadith as well regarding people who will have with them a whips that uh, resemble the tail of an ox abu huraira also mentioned in another hadith this might not be one yes so the prophet said that there are two uh, types amongst the people of hell whom i have not yet seen the prophet said the first are people who have whips like the tail of ox with which they beat people and the second are women who are naked in spite of being dressed. They will be led astray and they will lead others astray and their heads will look like camel humps. These women will not enter paradise, the Prophet ﷺ said, nor will they even experience the faintest scent of paradise. And we know the fragrance of paradise can be perceived from a very great distance. This hadith was mentioned or recorded by Imam Muslim rahimahullah. These are general tribulations or these are general um, afflictions that will of course afflict the Muslims before the end of times. Anas bin Malik radiallahu anhu said the Prophet ﷺ was asked, O Messenger of Allah, when we stop, when we stop enjoining good, and forbidding evil, what will happen? In other words, what will be the condition of the ummah, of the believers, of the people, when we stop enjoining good on others and forbidding others from doing evil? The Prophet ﷺ said, exactly what happened to the Bani Israel is what will happen to you. This is why they were destroyed. And this is why you too will be destroyed. In other words, and he said, when fornication becomes widespread amongst your leaders and when knowledge is in the hands of the lowest amongst you and power possesses in passes sorry, into the hands of the last of you, this will all be the result of people stopping or people no longer enjoining good and forbidding evil, which is, of course, a very great special branch of Islam. Abu Hurairah who said in one hadith that the Prophet said, the hadith of Imam Ahmad, woe to the Arabs from the great evil which is nearly approaching them. It will be like patches of dark night. A man will wake up as a believer and be a kafir by nightfall. And regarding the patches of a dark night, the Prophet ﷺ in one hadith has encouraged us to do good deeds before these signs of the last day and these tribulations, before these tribulations overtake us. And he mentions المظلم, like like portions of a dark night, patches of a dark night. 
Now, when a person sees the sun go down, there's no one particular minute or moment where one can say that darkness set in and the light vanished. It wasn't one particular minute. It's not at this time, for instance, if the sun goes down this evening at exactly 7.32, it's not going to go from light from light to darkness at that specific time. It's a gradual process. It's going to take a while. And it's, it's, it's very discreet. There's no one, you can't pinpoint a specific minute where the sky just went pitch black. Just like that, when these tribulations will become common and widespread before the end of times, that's what it's going to be like. It'll be so discreet. This process will be so gradual that a person won't be able to tell exactly when this one happened or when the next one's going to happen, but it will. Every single one of these tribulations that the Prophet ﷺ has warned us about, they will all become visible before the end. The Prophet ﷺ said, people will sell their deen, their religion, for a small amount of worldly goods. For something very cheap, a person will be willing to forego and disown practices of Islam. People will give up the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Sharia for something, for very small paltry gain of this world. The one who clings to his religion on that day will be as the one who is grasping an ember or thorns. It's not going to be easy for him. And the closer we come to the end of times, it'll become even more difficult, like the Prophet ﷺ told us, holding on to an ember, a coal, it's not easy. That's what it's going to be like for the person who wants to remain steadfast on his deen. It's not going to be easy, but he is going to have to continue to hold on to his deen. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it easy for us to remain steadfast despite the hardships that we face and despite the tribulations and trials that come our way. Stay tuned, inshallah, and we will continue.